Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Food, Wine, and Whiskey in Your Own Backyard. I'm Rob, your host, and today I've got a special guest joining us. It's going to be a, a lot of fun, good conversation. Um, Darren Lafferty is joining me on the show. Darren, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm really good and glad that you took the time and thank you for taking the time to come out and hang out a little bit and let me just kind of chat with you. Well, you picked a great spot. Yeah, well, we're about to find out what you think. You haven't <laughs> been here, right? I have not. Okay, so I think you're going to enjoy it. You and I were talking last week, and, and we were just kind of talking about the show and doing an episode together, and uh, I had asked you about this place, and you said you hadn't been, yeah. so I thought it would be cool to, to have you come out and try a little bit of his food, Chef Martinez, and uh, and get your thoughts on what he's doing out here, what he's putting on the table. I've been out of Katy. I moved back to Houston about two years ago, yeah. So and I think this place is relatively new. It is. Less um, than two years. But I'm excited about, I mean, they brought out empanadas. Yeah, and, starting uh, with some empanadas. Golden so. empanadas filled, one's beef, and I think one's chicken, and one's... One's going to have some dates and some manchengo uh, cheese in there, so they look, you get a little variety there. They look, they're going to go down. I can promise Good. you, they Good. won't last. So everybody who, they, who doesn't know, we're at Essentials Kitchen over off 1463 here in Katy. Uh, Chef Martinez does some cool things here. He's... Uh, He's Venezuelan, so he has that South American, that's kind of what he does, but he's Italian chef. Yep. He's done Italian food, so he, uh, he does kind of a fusion. His twist on those two cuisines, he mixes in a little bit of an Asian flair on some of his food and things like that. So it's not strictly, you know, Venezuelan people might come in and go, that's not true Venezuelan food. It's not meant to be. You sure. Know, he's kind of putting his twist on it. So Good. Really cool things. Hopefully you'll like it tonight as we talk a little bit and try some of his dishes, see what you think. I love it. I love yeah. the idea. So... You know, I, people know you around town, around Texas. Uh, supporting local is a big thing that you do. And I didn't know you. Shame on me, right? Didn't know who you were. Uh, or maybe lucky. Or not. <laughs> you were in a group that I formerly belonged to as well. I'll, I'll leave names out of that. Probably um, a good idea. You can twist that here if you want to load. We're good. Turn that up. Um, and so I'd never, I, I think we, our paths just, we weren't in there at the same time. I never kind of caught on to who you were, but... When I got into the group, Texas Foodies, and uh, Edward in there kind yeah, of Edward mentioned Ramirez. you and had a little thing on there uh, about you and what you do in the community, I thought it was really cool. Thank you. And you were nice enough to let me friend you and kind of chat with you a little bit. <laughs> but you do some really cool things, and it just caught my attention to, to kind of have a conversation with you about how all this started because it kind of falls in line with what I do. I love supporting local. Yeah. I love the little mom and pop places like this. Absolutely. Uh, you know, not just for the environment and what you get when you come in, you feel like you're eating at home with family. Yeah. But they put some great things on the table as well, and you're a big proponent of that. I am. You know, so I, I grew up, uh, my mom's from Louisiana. Okay. And so we always had really good comfort meals, and it really resonates with me even as an adult. To, to be in a loving, warm, you know, tight environment, uh, much like mom and pops provide. And I have a love for food. I have a food science degree. Uh, right out of college, I went into food sales. I went into uh, procurement uh, for a food manufacturer. I bounced around, did a little restaurant management, uh, back into food sales, uh, which ultimately led me to, uh, you know, national account sales, the, the big, big behemoths out there that are national and uh, paid the bills yeah and super tough uh, dealing with national chain accounts but I think most important what I learned in dealing with national chain accounts along the way and I'm going somewhere is that they have these um, big 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 support systems 
Sometimes it's financial. Sometimes it's personnel. Sure. Uh, but there's a lot of a lot of nets, right, to be able to caught. If you fall down, there's a lot of nets to catch you. And what draws me back to mom and pops and staying with mom and pops and supporting mom and pops is they don't have the same comforts as a big national chain account does. They don't have the safety nets. Yeah. All um, eggs are in the basket. That's right. So I love to support mom and pops because I think, you know, they are the backbone of the community. They are the, the ones that leverage their 401k, uh, get rid of all of their savings for a dream of, you know, opening up a restaurant. And yeah, so absolutely. There's, I, think, I think he's giving you a bite of some paella here. I just wanted to let you try that paella and let you see how it looks. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. So that's some paella there. Thank you. Um, so, so my love for mom and pops stemmed from home home-cooked yeah. meals, uh, southern comfort meals, and as I worked my way through the food industry, um, you know, there was an appreciation for all aspects of channels of food restaurant business. And so, but I was always drawn back to small, independent, even if it was five or six locations, I felt like I still need to support five or six locations. Yeah, absolutely, I'm with you. Yeah. And for me, it was always, uh, or it is still always, I kind of, I kind of liken it to, you know, if you drink wine in a certain spot, the environment, the people you're with, kind of makes that bottle maybe taste a little better than maybe it really does. Absolutely. Uh, and, and so when I go to a mom and pop, I love it because it's not just the food that's usually really, really good. Right. The environment's usually cool. But getting to talk to the, the chef and the owner and the staff and having those personal yep. relationships just makes it a place that you enjoy sure. eating the meal more than just going to a big chain place. Look. Um, the hospitality industry, in my opinion, is about service. Absolutely. And, and everyone wants to, whether regardless of it's a bar or a restaurant or, or quick serve or whatever it is, every customer wants to feel special and they want to have a connection. They want to be the norm at Cheers. When right. you walk in, they want to, and I'm telling you, in my own opinion, if the food is pretty good but the service is outstanding, I'm going back to that restaurant for some service because I feel special. I feel like I'm getting a great value. Yeah. And overall, it's a great experience for me. So I have the tendency to lean towards smaller restaurants uh, because of that. Yeah, I'm with you there. The other thing I like about it is the places I've been and the people I know in these small and pop, mom and pop places, they want the feedback. Uh, they yeah. they want to be told, you know, what you like, what you don't, what can they do better to, you know, enhance that experience when you come in. And I think that's great because a lot of places, you know, bigger chains, you, you don't get that opportunity to yeah. give that feedback or at least it's not heard the way you think it should be. I agree 100%. The difficult part in feedback is you have to know how to approach each person, yes. each owner, right? Because some are more sensitive than others. Sure. Some are more evolved than others emotionally, um, social media wise. They want to make a difference in their community. And, and quite honestly, they have everything to lose Yeah. if they don't. Absolutely. And so it, it's touchy, but that definitely is a platform that I enjoy, and I would agree that the customers want a chance to fix something if you're not happy. I mean, if they don't know it's broken, they can't fix it. Absolutely. So, you yeah. know, and, and my rule on, on local places is in any place I go to, for that matter, matter Darren, no place is perfect every night. Of course. You know, chefs can have a bad night. Yep. Uh, personal things can be going on in somebody's mm -hmm. life that just it, it wasn't up to par that sure. night. So I always yes. go back twice. And we'll always give a restaurant at least a second chance. I mean, I'm just a big believer in that. I'm also a big believer in don't don't have a bad experience or bad food and get on social media and beat a place <laughs> up. And I, nothing drives me nuts more than somebody thinking that's the way to you know address the issue or solve the problem. 
talk to the manager, talk to the chef, talk to the owner. Typically, to your point earlier, they're receptive to that. Man, they want to fix the problem. They want to make sure that you leave right. with a good feeling about what you have. Yeah. Key, keyboard combatants or yeah. keyboard commandos uh, drive me nuts. And I'll me be too. the first one to try and send a nice note back and say, yeah. hey, did you, give, did you give the owner, did you give the manager, did you give someone the opportunity to have a conversation around what your concerns were? Uh, because it's not going to be perfect every night. I mean, you want it to be, and I, I do too. But the truth is, as you said, everyone is human in there. And look, that customer is not perfect either. If they just sit back, take a deep breath, and realize that, hey, they've, bad, they've made some bad meals at home too, right? Right. Um, they've had some bad days at work also. Uh, you would have a lot more grace on these mom and pops and independence than getting on a Yelp or getting on a Facebook or getting on to somewhere and writing some nasty review because... It's Monday morning, and you're a Monday morning quarterback. Exactly. Uh, it's it's a tough spot to be in. Ah, totally agree. Totally agree. So I got to ask you. You know, one of the things I've seen that you're you're know you're known for is you take some great photos. You oh. know, and you, food photos are kind of your thing. Thank you. And I think you're known for that. Is that be fair to say? I mean, again, I'm getting to know you. So. Uh, you, you know, so I, cell phones make it really easy to take pictures now. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I like to document my experience at restaurants. Um, if I can get some decent lighting and uh, I can do some justice to the plate, then yeah. I'll post a picture of it. But, yeah. you know, it's it's not my job, but it's more of a desire to, to put something out that, that people who eat with their eyes, and I eat with my eyes, and I eat with my nose, my senses, and I, I hear people talk about food. I use all my senses to, to enjoy a meal. It's the same with the eyes. So I try to put something decent out. Yeah, well, you do a great job. Man. I appreciate Your photos it. look awesome. And uh, that led me to the question of, no. You weren't a photographer first then. I was not. Yeah, no, no. and then said, hey, I'm going to start taking pictures of food. Food just kind of got you to go, hey, I think I can take some pretty cool photos <laughs> of these. Food is the platform. Uh, some people play golf. Yep. Some people play video games. Some people do whatever they do. I, I do food, right? Yeah. I'm eating food. I'm talking about food. I'm, I, I write about food a little bit. I have a food podcast as well. Yep. And I like to do photography. So it's kind of what I'm into. Not only are you into it, people kind of seek you out now for that, don't they? There's a I few. Mean, I mean, there's been some opportunities over the last couple of years. Which I think is fantastic, man. That's pretty cool that you've, you've gotten good. I mean, it's not just that you take pictures of food and, and the food looks good. You, you are creative in the way you kind of set up your pictures. I mean, you've, you've got some skill there. Well, you know, um, when you enjoy something, right, it's easy to throw yourself into it. And I just happen to enjoy food. And yeah. I just happen to deal with mom and pops. And I want to do a good job for them. You know, we don't, I don't, I'll say this. I, I don't walk into a restaurant and start soliciting pictures. I go in, if I have a great experience and I have a great connection with that restaurant, I want to help them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's at my core to help them be successful because I believe in them and I believe in the process. And photography is just my sort of outlet. So look, some people are really good writers. I'm not a good writer. Yeah. Some people take really great video. I don't pretend to know how to do really good video. I know people who do. Sure. But I can push a button on a camera, and I can try and get the right lighting, and I can get some angles, and, and then I get to eat the food. So, I mean, it's a win-win for me. Yeah, can't lose there, right? <laughs> but to your point earlier, I think it's great because we talked about, you know, the big corporate chains and them having all the nets and, and sure. the backing, specifically financially. Most of these mom and pops, you know, like you said, everything goes into getting it started and yep. keeping it running. So. Yep. Anything we can do in the community as far as pictures and posting and, and sure. trying to you know drive some interest and in getting people into these places, I think they absolutely appreciate that. Hundred percent, and it's a key to helping them succeed. Absolutely, Look, yeah. Social media is such a big part now of, of a restaurant's existence. 
Um, there's some mom and pops who are old school. They don't see the need in it. They don't quite understand it yet. And I, I completely agree. I, I, I see where they're coming from. But anymore, you talk to any restaurant experienced individual, and he will tell you that, that social media will absolutely drive sales through his tables. Absolutely. And so helping the mom and pops understand that and then giving them something that they also agree and like um, is part of you know, helping to educate them, helping to make them successful. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, it's a relationship is really what it is. And to what we were talking about earlier, people need to understand as quickly as it can take them up social media. That's yes. what we talked about. <laughs> yeah. the, boy, it can do the opposite effect as well. There are, you know, there are some, there are some, uh, some man-made groups in social media that take pleasure in, in my opinion, um, ripping down a restaurant. Yeah. And, and none of them, to my knowledge, none of the ones we're talking about, which we won't name, have any experience running a restaurant, owning a restaurant, starting a restaurant. They know how to shut it down yeah. because it's Monday morning and they can tell you everything is wrong with that restaurant and they offer no assistance in helping them except to break it down. So to your point, social media is really good and once you learn how to use it as a tool, it can help you. If you don't learn how to use it, it can hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Um, what got you into, you know, because you, you don't just stay in your neighborhood. You don't, you don't find four or five restaurants that you like. There's food everywhere, man. There's food everywhere. So <laughs> is that just because of food, or is it because you saw that what you were doing had an effect? Not and, necessarily. Okay. Yeah, it I was mean, just food, going yeah. and chasing it and finding good stuff. I'm pretty, I'm pretty humble when it comes to it. My wife keeps me well-grounded. Um, you know, my, my love for food goes outside. There's no real boundaries. Right? Yeah. Um, I want to go wherever there's great food. Now, I have a relationship with the kind of food I like, right? I'm not, I don't typically go to white tablecloth restaurants. That's sure. just not how I was raised. Yeah. I, I will, I can, I just choose not to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I find what I like and I'm not afraid to try new things. And so it just kind of carries me wherever it goes. Yeah, I think that's great. That was going to be my next question. Do you have, I know you like all food, Yeah. but if you had to, you know, say, Hey man, if I had to pick three meals <laughs> I could have this week the, and only these three meals, it would be. Do you have a favorite or are you Fry, just fried chicken fried chicken fried fish really and gumbo and gumbo yeah you surprised me a little bit you know what i thought you might say no barbecue well so i, I have I, I do have a great appreciation for the art of barbecue for okay. smoking meat i can't do it i don't pretend to do it but i know a lot of guys who do a really good job at that and once you know it's like any relationship once you build a trust with a restaurant whether it be barbecue or whether it be soul food or whether sure. it be italian they like for you to come. I mean, they want your feedback. It's, it's a, you know, again, it's a trust issue, right? Hey, Darren, come by and take a look at this. Hey, Darren, come by and try this. Hey, this weekend we're going to do this. And quite honestly, where you see me going often is where the food is the best and the people are awesome. Yeah, it's a combination of both those yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you said those three. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. Yeah. Not to single one restaurant, but give me a couple in each of those categories that you like around the area. I can't. Is do that it. putting you on? The, you can't do it, I, man. You're is like that putting hey, you on the spot. Who's your favorite child? Not I favorite, mean, but if you if you had people in the area that were listening and you said, so many. There's, "There's so many." There's so See, many. See, when I think of fried chicken, I don't know, so I would ask for some help there. I'm not giving you my mom's address, but that's Ooh, where that's, I go. That'd be number one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, barbecue for me is different because it's. Every place has something special. Sure. You know, I, I, I prefer the brisket over here. I prefer the spare ribs over here. I love the sausage over there. Okay. And, and so every time I start to think about which place I want to go to, it's what am I hungry for? Then yeah. I have great experiences at all of them, right? 
but I ha in my mind, I have to categorize which food I'm hungry for and which one has the best. Yeah. And, hey, man, how close am I to that? If I'm like 12, 13 miles away, I think I can make it. Depending you know? on how hungry you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And I agree with you because there's some places where I might go, the brisket here I like better. Yeah. Over here I want the ribs. Absolutely. Over here, you know, he, he does the pulled pork better than any, you know. So yeah. To yeah, me, yeah. and there's no wrong answer in sure. food and wine and whiskey, whatever it is, there, to me there's no wrong. Your palate's your palate. What you like, you like. Rather than name a place or a couple, I mean, literally go to my Facebook page or Instagram page. And they're there. We'll give everybody the address. So Facebook is Darren Lafferty. It's quite simple. Yep. Um, I also have another one on Facebook called Texas Food Review. Okay. So Darren Lafferty is personal, but it has food. Texas Food Review um, is all food. No politics, no BS. No yeah, thing. thank you. Yeah. And then on um, Instagram is Whitebeard Photography underscore TX. Okay. Whitebeard Photography underscore TX. Yep. Is all food. All food. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, thank you. Definitely need to go check that out because... I'm not as well. I love fried chicken. I come from the Midwest. My grandmother could cook some mean fried chicken. Okay. And we would do, you know, I'd fish with my grandfather, and we'd do fish fries every weekend. Yeah. But around here, those are two things didn't expect you to say, and I really don't, I'm not knowledgeable of a lot of places <laughs> that serve really, I think of Frenchies when I think of fried chicken. So you know? fried chicken is difficult because, my, you know, my mom has raised the bar so high, and, you know, quite honestly, we, everything we had growing up was either fried, had yeah. a roux, and rice. Right. We just, that's how she grew up. That's how she knew how to feed two giant strapping hungry boys. Yeah. Uh, and my dad, of course. Right. So um, chicken is really hard. It's, it's, it's really difficult. Um, there's some places in town that do it well, but I don't think it's a great value. They charge way too much for me. Well, that matters. But again, when, when you grow up and you know that a whole chicken is three bucks and I know how to break it down into eight pieces and I bread it myself and I know now I'm all in for about four bucks, yep. I can't go pay $40. No, I'm with it's you there. Not gonna, it's, it's not going to happen. It's a lot of the reasoning I deal with when going out to certain places as well. I mean, it's a factor for everybody, right? Fried chicken, my go-to fried chicken right now, which is not on the menu all the time, but uh, they have specials, is Gatlin's Barbecue. Oh, really? Yeah. Fried chicken. Michelle Wallace and Greg Gatlin's have dialed in and perfected the fried chicken. One location or they have multiple? They have one location. Where's it at? It's on Ella Boulevard. Ella and, Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll Around 610 going towards the stadium? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it is absolutely fantastic. We'll have to definitely tag them when we post this. and uh, As you should. I'll have to run over there and check them out. It's I'm, a special, It's and they don't have it all the time, but uh, typically I'll get a little message the night before that says fried chicken tomorrow, and I'm like, <laughs> cancel all appointments. I'll be so, <laughs> so you've made it clear to them it's one of your favorites. Oh. They know if they're making it, they need to send you a little note. I'm like a, child, a small you know, school child yeah. who's peed his pants. I can't stop <laughs> arguing about how I need fried chicken. I'm like, I got it. I got to have it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. So let me ask you, uh, you don't have any criteria for, for going to a new place. You don't have any. It's just if mm -hmm. you hear about it, somebody's talking about it, you kind of get the urge to go check it out and, what, and see what's going on. I, what I like to do with new locations, um, whether it be a soft opening or new locations, I like to wait, quite honestly. I'm with you. People like to run to a soft opening. They like to run and be the first ones in. And what I say to those people is good for you. Yep. But, man, I'm going to wait. 90 days, 120 days for the get the kinks worked out. Yep. Uh, they might drop some items on the menu. They might add some items on the menu. And so I, I, I show grace by not going the first 90 to 120 days. Whereas most people want to go right away. They want to ride it up, be the first one to show pictures. That's not me. Yeah. I'm a little older, and I won't call it wisdom, but I will say I've learned 
and I'm disappointed during soft servings because not only is the service usually it's not up to par, right? They, they, you have new people who are just going through training. Um, so And most of these new people don't have restaurant experience, Correct. a lot of them. Now, not all of them, right? Not but, all of them. But that's the risk you take. Managers in them do. but Yeah, that's yeah. the risk you take going to a soft opening. I like to minimize my risk. I like to go, go. Where, where the where they're kind of solid and try it. And, uh, man, I get I get super excited, though. About 100, you know, half a year through, and I'm like, man, that place is still open. Let's go try that out. There you go. Yeah. They're, they're doing something right. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's let's jump to another topic. Yeah. We kind of mentioned it. You mentioned it. You do a podcast as well. You have a co-host, which is uh, – So he's the producer, and I'm the co-host. You're the co-host. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's Connor Moran. Connor right? Moran. Chef Connor Moran. He's a chef. Yep. And we'll tell everybody your your podcast to me was I thought it was pretty cool because it's not just talking about food and restaurants. It's really kind of getting into the nuts and bolts of a restaurant industry. So Chef Connor and I uh, started this podcast because we didn't think there was something out there that represented our two backgrounds. He's a classically trained chef. I'm a 25 to 30 year food service veteran uh, with distribution and purchasing and restaurant management. So we had this very eclectic perspective around uh, the food and food industry. And so we just started interviewing uh, mom and pops, independents, yeah. um, to tell us not necessarily like, hey, what's your favorite dish? Or, hey, what's this? or It's, hey, tell us about how you, tell us your background, one, how'd you get in the restaurant business? And then two, tell us about sacrifices, failures, grinding. Because there's a bunch of them. Absolutely. I mean, people just, I don't think unless you've been down that road, you have an appreciation for what, it takes to open up a restaurant. Most people have no idea. Right. And so, and then, you know, once we get past the doom and gloom, some of the hardest things, some of the lessons you've learned, uh, what would you like to pass along to, to other restaurants? What do you want your legacy to be? Is What are your successes? What yeah. are you most proud of? Right. And so the cost of goods told, um, which is very similar to cost of goods sold. Right. Uh, which is a uh, common phrase people absolutely. probably heard. Um, we're just trying to tell the story and the cost that restaurant owners, key managers have paid along the way to be in the restaurant business. I love the concept that you guys are doing. You know, for me, when I started this show, it was about, because really what I was seeing in the food groups was just the pictures. Yeah. And hey, look at this food, go eat there. And it was like, for me, with the mom and pop places, they, one, I like them, they intrigued me. But there's more to the story. Absolutely. You know, the people behind, because it's not a big staff. It's not a, you know, these guys don't go hire an executive chef. Right. They're the chef. They're yep. the owner. And I thought, you know, getting their voice heard and kind of who they are and how the idea came to be and why Katie and, sure. you know, all those kind of things and what they're hoping to do in the community. I thought, you know, hearing that kind of gave a better connection to the community and the, the restaurant and, and getting people to go there. But yours really dives deep into... Look, you know, the we, struggles, we've the heard successes. about, we've heard, you know, from married couples who run restaurants, we've heard about foreclosures. Yeah. We've heard about damn near divorces. We've heard about, you know, loss of children. I mean, we've heard about lots of things that are real that affect humans every single day. Yeah. And so the, I mean, besides telling that story, I think it was important for us to be able to create a connection between the listener and the restaurant itself and maybe the owners so that, you know, everyone wants to say, oh, that's too expensive to go over there. Oh, that's, this is something wrong. Well, man, if you just had a glimpse, if you just a fly on the wall of the experience that these people have put in to open up this restaurant, you may just back down a little bit and have an appreciation for the struggle and the successes. Because you know? that, to that point, people may know, may not. I think most don't. The margins of the restaurant business oh. 
Single digits. Yeah, single digits. I mean, and if you're high single digits, you're doing you're doing all right. Yeah. If you get above, you get into the double digits, you're doing really well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, and, and people a lot of times don't realize location, cost of real estate wherever they are. I mean, that that's a big factor in, in what prices might be on the menu as well. So I, you have to kind of take all those things into account, which a lot of people don't. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's so many moving parts and so many factors and variables that decide how much they can sell you a salad for, yeah. right? how much their tea is going to be. Yep. Um, now, don't get me wrong, everything's refillable now, so you know, $2.99 is pretty standard. I hate to see that on a, because I won't drink $3 worth of tea right. ever. I've tried yeah. and I lost, but my point is there's a cost to everything. Yep. And so um, rent is certainly huge. I think we'll see some softening after COVID-19. I think so too. But um, but then at that point, who has the money to get into the restaurant business? You know, so. You look at if you look at even at the big guys, right? You look at Tillman Fertitta, who laid off how many thousands of people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope he gets his his ship repoed, but whatever. That's not my business. <laughs> I'm <laughs> with you there. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's it's a look. It's a really great industry. Um, I love this food industry. I really do. I love the stories. I love the food. Yeah, that's why I always want to go in the kitchen. I'm like, man, if I could just get in the kitchen and see what's going on, I love it. I used to sell restaurants, so. I was the guy who walked in the back door all the time. Yeah. And so I feel very comfortable in the back of the kitchen. That's very cool. Which which leads me to, do you cook? I do. I mean, you like food, you like to eat food, you like to go, you do cook. So okay. after I got my food science degree, yeah. I was gonna go to culinary school. And, and unbeknownst to me and very naively, I didn't have the money. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, go figure, right? To go to the CIA uh, in New York was roughly $50,000. To go to uh, Johnson & Wells was $45,000. Yeah. I mean, that was a long time ago. So I can't imagine what it is now. But my point is, I couldn't afford to go. But I always had a passion to cook. Um, and so I jumped right into the food industry. And, but I cook at home. I'm the cook. My wife and I have an agreement because I don't clean very well. So I uh, cook and she cleans. You've got a better uh, deal than I do. And she wins too, though, because my mom taught me well. You clean as you go. Yeah, I do. That's right? what I do. So, I, I leave a few dishes because we have an agreement. Yeah. Uh, and now we teach our daughter the same thing. Yeah. You know, you're doing dishes, so it works Good. out great. Uh, I don't know that my food is fantastic, but it is edible, and there's a lot of one-pot meals just like my mom cooked. Yeah. Uh, but no one complains. Well, if you're eating it with family and friends, that you know, you yeah. can't go wrong there. I, I agree. So, I see a lot of photos with your family. It seems like. They've kind of gotten into what you're into. They, they like to, is, is that by, uh, you're not grabbing them by the arm and saying, here we go. I'm, I'm assuming they, they love kind of the same things you do. It's well, kind of, that, that may be up for debate. Uh-oh. I love spending time with my family, yeah. my wife and daughter. I, I absolutely treasure that time together. Um, I think in the beginning I, dr I drug them along quite a bit. And okay. then they said, hey, it seems like you have a hobby now. Well, go ahead and do that without us, and then we'll <laughs> see you in four or five hours. Yeah. And they were always happy when I came home with, 10 to 12 to-go containers worth of food. But then I, I get to relive it. I get to tell them this was made this way. And this is how this is. And so it's been fun, but they appreciate, you know. That I'm, I'm just thinking with those to-go boxes, you could open it and go, how good is that? And they'd say really good. And you could go, think about how much better it would have been if you'd have been with me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still guilt them into it every now and then. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Now they let me go do my photography shoots on my own. They appreciate, you know, the, the artistic ability. And yeah. they don't really want to be somewhere for four hours anyway with me pulling a trigger and talking about photography and whatever but they're very supportive and that's why they get to go and that's why they like being there and um when i take pictures they don't have a choice i take pictures with them in it and yeah my and they're getting posted if you want to post them and <laughs> that's just it my 17 year old doesn't get it she doesn't get to look at it can i yeah. look at it nope you can't yep. it's going up 
So well, you do a great job, and I, I enjoy seeing your family out there with I you at all the different that. places on the weekend. But you know, people know you. I think mostly. I'm sure you know a lot of people know you personally because I think you, you have a lot of friends around the community. But the, for those that don't know who you are outside of the food world, and mm-hmm. I can see from some some photos that you're big into fishing. But what other things are you into <laughs> besides? Um, man, that's a really good question. Uh, I, so I've done a little pulling bit. the veil back a little bit here. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm totally comfortable with that. Except I always fall back on I'm a food guy. Just food. That's kind of where you a, live. I'm not a foodie. I'm yeah. not a, an influencer. I'm give not a, give a, people your definition of foodie because you and I had this conversation. I'm too, first of all, I'm too old to be a foodie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not pretty enough. <laughs> so I just, I look, I just do what I do, man. I just, you know, I don't want to be a foodie. I yeah. don't want to be the guy who shows up with his iPhone and all I care about is followers and likes. I don't give Influencing. a shit. Influencing. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. I apologize, but I'm at the age now where I'm not too concerned about my followers. Right. Never have been. Never understood the game of followers. Didn't didn't want to. I just wanted to do what I wanted to do, and I just wanted to support restaurants. And uh, if they appreciated that, that was good enough for me. Yeah. Well, you do a good job of that. Thank you. So, other than food, fishing, that about covers it. I mean, we're a pretty active family. Uh, I played college football for a year, and then because of an injury, didn't play anymore. My wife played college volleyball, so we are still pretty active. And we between biking or some sort of weight resistance, you know. We're, we're, we're moving quite yeah. a bit. Now, okay. look, I, I love Bluebell. I there love popcorn. I love sitting on the couch watching movies, but you got to try to find a balance in there yeah. somewhere. And so We already heard you like fried food with man. chicken. And- <laughs> this could only have been better if you'd have found me a, a spicy fried chicken place to go to. There you go. Now, there's, wow. a, there's, now a couple, I, there's a couple in town. but n- you know, Now yeah. I know. <laughs> Might be that I have you over to the house next time. I do my chicken and see what you think about I that. I saw you were making like a trout almondine or fish almondine or something. Oh, that was the, uh, yeah, the I, I did some uh, halibut. Some oh, almond crusted halibut last yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, did a paella on Sunday. I saw that. That was from uh, trying to learn from chef here. <laughs> did he teach you well? It he did. Out okay. he did. It came out great for you know people came over. If they didn't like it, they said they did. So Good. I appreciate them lying to you. <laughs> that makes you feel better. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a few minutes, try some of this food chef's bringing out, yeah. and then uh, have him join us, and you can kind of tell us what you think about his food. Absolutely. All right, sounds good. We'll be right back in a few minutes with Chef Martinez as well. Hey everyone, we're back. We are. Uh, I'm full there. I had uh, a good amount of food. We just got done putting in our belly, man. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm equally as full. Yeah. I think you gave me the lion's share of it though, because you've eaten here a few times. I've eaten here a few times, so Trying I definitely wanted you to experience that. Fatten me up. Nah, fat well, <laughs> you're in you're in pretty good shape. You can handle it. But uh, Chef is joining us now. Chef Martinez, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I see uh, that, that he put a gun on your head, to, so you, could, you had to eat everything. You saw me twisting his arm? Twisting his arm, for sure. <laughs> chef, thank you for letting us come in. And, uh, you know, Darren and I were talking about recording a show and, and doing something with Darren. I, you know, I find him, you know, very cool what he's doing in the community and everything. And, and uh, in our chat, talking about, you know, he's, he's been out in Katy a while. He used to live in the Katy area. Okay. And we were talking about restaurants, and yours came up, and he hadn't been here. And I said, hey, man, we got to get out and have you experience what Chef Martinez is doing a little bit. And you were gracious enough to let us come in and, and record here tonight and have him sample a little bit of your food. I'm happy. I'm happy to have him here. Have you both here. Uh, again, uh, mi casa su casa. Is, uh, I'm happy to be, uh, have you here in my house. Thank you for having us. So let's uh, remind everybody, you know, when I first started doing the podcast, it's been a few months, several months ago, we, we, you were one of my first guests that we get a show with. Right. It's been a while. So yeah. let's talk a little bit again about Essentials Kitchen and what you're doing here. And you, you have a couple of new things that you've put on the menu that people in Katie might be excited to hear about. Well, um, every day I've been posting about chef and uh, kitchen tricks and uh, hacks. 
on my Facebook page and uh, Instagram. I wanted to uh, keep give tips of uh, of um, what uh, we think in the kitchen, how we think, and what we do. And uh, the response was pretty nice, pretty well, pretty well received. And uh, last week I started thinking, wait a minute, we haven't talked about what's in season. Yeah. What's in season? It's important to cook what's in season. Uh, the products are, are fresher, tastier, cheaper, and uh, we have to use those things. And I came, we came up with an idea of talking about peaches that are, are nice in season now. Uh, um, I, saw, I see them uh, in the supermarket quite more often. So uh, I started talking about peaches. And uh, I said that I wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be uh, fair if I don't do a recipe with peaches. So now I'm doing a, a filling for my cachapas, arepas, and tostones with uh, uh, sauteed tender, beef tenderloin, grilled peaches, and avocado salsa. And, and it's good. We had it tonight. It's fantastic. Really, it's really, good, yeah, no? It's really good. So, Darren, I wanted to chat with you a little bit about Chef's Menu because you hadn't been here before. Right. And... Uh, you know, obviously, you know the cuisine as far as Venezuelan or South American type food. That's very generous. A of little you. bit. I'm assuming you did. Yeah. I, I'm a novice at it for sure. Okay. I'm a fan of it, but. So, chef obviously stuck with, uh, I would say, your traditional dishes here. Yeah. At uh, Essentials, because we had we started with the empanadas, mm -hmm. and tell us, chef, the three that we had. We, we had, had the uh, manchego, dates, and spinach, uh, ground beef. That's a Chilean style empanada, ground beef, and uh, uh, the hardball eggs, olives, and uh, raisins. And then uh, you had the chicken stew yeah. with jack cheese. Those are the three empanadas you had today. Which were really good. And then you had your sauce. Which the green sauce, the cilantro sauce. The cilantro sauce. Did I tell you about that story, about how that cilantro sauce came out? No, but you started selling it by the jar, and I got I one. Started go selling by, well, yeah. I started selling it by, didn't think of that idea. People asked me for it. There you go. <laughs> but the cilantro sauce, I wanted to imitate a sauce that I used to eat in Venezuela. I never cooked it before, and I said, I, said, uh, I, I think it's this way. And I didn't get even close to it, but I came out this sauce, and people are loving it. So uh, um, it's an eight-ounce eight ounce container that, uh, that uh, people are... Buying it's it. fantastic. Yeah, I, I I had somebody asking me for for gallons of it. That's awesome. <laughs> so we had the empanadas, then we, we moved on to your ceviche, ceviche, which is a for me it's a different take on ceviche just because I'm not used to sweet potato puree being what, uh, what I call traditional ceviches that I've had other places. Ceviche Peruvian ceviche they serve you a boil a piece of boiled uh, sweet potato, mm -hmm. okay, and they say you serve you with choclo. What I do is I just roast the potato in the oven, wrap it in aluminum foil, peel them off, and puree it in a food processor. A little salt, and uh, the secret is a touch of honey, and, the, and then you have a... Uh, <laughs> secret. No, 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 <laughs> no longer secret. the secret. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, uh, I want to see how many people come with that secret here. <laughs> if, if you come here and have a, tell me what the secret is in the sweet potato puree, you get a free ceviche. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm coming back tomorrow. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had the ceviche, then we had an arepa. That we arepa, talked arepa. The arepa. The arepa. And then the cachapa. The cachapa, yeah. The, the, those are weird names, right? Well, for, we as Venezuelans, it sounds like a, a, a smoked, uh, a smoked uh, brisket. 
for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but arepa, I say I say corn flour, pre-cooked corn flour patty, the put in the griddle. Uh, after it's cooked, we put it in the open like a pocket and stuff. Which is a we cool little oven from Venezuela that you have. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, yeah. that is a high technology. Yeah, it is high technology. <laughs> uh, the uh, cachapa is the uh, fresh corn pancake. You say we're saying like a cornbread there? Yeah, like sweet cornbread. Sweet cornbread. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, very good. Okay, so that's Chef telling us about what we had. Yeah. Your impressions, first time here. Yes, yeah, all of good. it. Delicious. Yeah. Good. I didn't steer you wrong. Not at all. Okay, good. No, and, and I'm a fan of savory, uh, salty, sweet, yeah. um, and there's a lot of that fusion going along, going on here. Uh, the the, uh, the ceviche in particular has, you know, a little bit of sweetness from the sweet potato, yeah. but then there was also some fruit juice in there mm, along with the lime fruit. juice, passion fruit that, I mean, I, that's all day for me. A little cilantro, a little avocado. Oh, super yeah. fresh. Yeah, very yeah, fresh. Very mm-hmm. fresh. And, and the one thing I left out that we had tonight, which I, you know, Never ate it before eating it here, Chef. Never did. And now it's one of the things I look forward to is having is the kale salad, the little kale salad yeah. he puts together with the yeah. mango on it. And Quinoa, mango. A little dressing. Got the almonds in there. Almonds. A little fresh onion. Yeah, and uh, it's a honey, honey vinaigrette. A that's honey an vinaigrette. O- that's okay. another secret. Yeah. <laughs> no more. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm leaving with all the secrets. I feel dirty. Yeah, you know a little I mean? bit, huh? <laughs> 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 the, the trick is, so, can you can you put it together as well as he I was going to say, you know, <laughs> yeah. chefs chefs that share their secrets know yeah. Good that, luck. If, that if you can go home and execute it, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a far cry from being able to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm just glad, Darren, you enjoyed coming in and enjoyed I the did. food. You know, I won't tell you there wasn't any pressure on me. I, you know, I know how you get around <laughs> and where you eat and kind of the food you have, but I didn't have any doubt that Chef would, would put some good stuff on the table. No, it was, a, it, was a, it was a great choice. And for, you know, everyone who hasn't been here yet, right, it's, it's quaint. It's yeah. cozy, um, it's warm inside, but the food is just the opposite. It is fresh, and it is vibrant, and it is uh, very indicative of yeah. the Venezuelan culture, but with a little spin on it. Yeah, a little modern. Each, each yeah. chef, each chef takes their own liberty of making yeah, it unique to themselves, and yeah. you've done that, yeah. but still keeping it traditional and delicious. So right. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And when we're normal, man, he does a great job. I mean, live music's on Friday and Saturday nights, which makes it a lot of fun. Uh, the thing I like about his restaurant when you come in on the weekend or, you know, that's usually when you're out with family and friends and things like that. Even if you come with just me and my wife, mm-hmm. people who are in here, it's just this natural kind of chit-chat and visit and get along. Yeah. And it's just kind of like you're, you're coming to like a big group dinner and you know you're going to have <laughs> sure. a good time with people I, I, in here. I've seen it happening here. People yeah. sitting at the table and then after the restaurant is small, but uh, from that table in the back, the type of table on the front, they're saying hello to each other, are sending little plates. To t- t- right. You have to taste these. Friends have they came out of here. I remember last time we were here before all this started, just before, you had the, the live music on a Saturday night, the guy right. playing the guitar, and I remember the, the guy eating at this table. Right. Eventually, was, I guess he was a musician, got, got up, up and, and went and talked to him and ended up <laughs> really? playing and singing a song as well. I mean, that's just the environment here. It's really right. so laid is back. There, is there dancing going on too? Do you move tables out? Oh, yeah. Like no. after 10? <laughs> yes, they did. We, yes, there is. There is. <laughs> I don't promote that. But it happens. It happens. It happens. <laughs> hey, if it keeps them coming back, let them yeah, move the no, tables. Yeah, right? yeah. We are a family. I think that I, I told you that uh, before cooking, I like people. And uh, I, I do this because of people and because, because of, um, I like people to have fun and, uh, and uh, enjoy their meal. Um, I'm more on the, on the uh, 
old way of restaurant business, you know, have fun, have a good service, enjoy right. your meal, have make friends. Uh, th- I'm more about that. I was actually asked the other day, I'm sorry to if it make it too long, but uh, uh, the technology. Uh, even uh, I am against technology because we're going to lose the, that contact with people. You know, now we people can order online and they get an order in the kitchen. I don't even know who, the, who ordered the food. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm against that, but uh, but I, it's gonna have to happen, no? I, I gotta keep going with that. Well, to that note, it's one of the reasons locally I, I don't use any of the delivery services. Yeah. I want to be able to go in and say hello to the people who are yeah. making my food. Mm. Tell them I appreciate what they're doing. I'm not a third-party delivery guy. I'm yeah. not. A, I'm not even a pizza delivery guy. You know, Me when, when pizzas deliver, I, mm. I go pick it up. I want to say mm-hmm. hello. I want to mm. high-five the owner, and you know, I just want to go in and, and, and have a good time. Absolutely. Mm. Gives me a few minutes to say hello. We usually it's me and right. my wife who come right. in, and, and yeah. I'm happy to see you guys. Here. Absolutely, I mean, you're happy to see everybody here when they come in. Uh, uh, it was sad that beginning with this, uh, this uh, coronavirus. Uh, coronavirus that uh, I had to wave people who were from uh, from far away to uh, how are you instead of uh, hugging them. I, I'm a hugger. I'm a <laughs> handshaker. I'm a kisser. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a kisser. I'm a you know I'm 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 people guy. Yeah, and I had to wave. From a far away to people yeah. say hello, uh, that, that was painful. Uh, but uh, but uh, well, now it's going back to a new normal. It'll come back eventually. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, gentlemen, thanks for for joining me tonight. Yeah. appreciate the conversation, Darren and uh, Chef. Thank you again for letting us hang out here and, and giving us some good food, man. We appreciate that. Anytime, we can do that this every day. Fantastic. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Food, Wine, and Whiskey in Your Own Backyard. And until our next episode, enjoy your next pour.